Good afternoon, everybody. This is your host, Ricard Gina Well. I welcome you all to The Real Word, episode 21. I'm here with my brother. Your boy, Pastor Santa, come over in the house. And we're here with two special guests, two very special guests. Introduce right. yourself. Hi, my name is Rose Michelle. What's going on? It's Colin from Hebron. What's up, what's up, what's up? I'm blessed and honored whenever I see my people come out and they support me and Brother Sanders. This is a movement. And special announcement. I'm going to let you announce it, Sanders. Special announcement. Which one is so many good news to announce? Which one am I going to start with first? Go ahead. I'll let you okay, know. well, first and foremost, I want to first and foremost thank um, Ricard and um, Jordan River for participating and contributing to the MetroCard Drive. We got 400 Dollars that was received. Amen. And shout we got out, shout 25 out. Metro cards. We already gave three out for random strangers who inboxed me through Facebook. So anybody who needs Metro cards, holla at myself or holla at Ricard. We're giving out this Wednesday from 12 to 1 because it's all about community service and all about spreading love. Also, too, good news, too, we received from my man, uh, my man, um, my man, uh, Pharrell. Pharrell, not Pharrell the singer, but Pharrell from Poughkeepsie, Mid Hudson, NBA. <laughs> We received over 25 turkeys. Shout out. 25 turkeys. My brother out here showing love. 25 That's turkeys. So, we were, so anybody who can match that, we want somebody to match that. We're trying to get at least 50 to 100 turkeys. We're going to give it out to families and certain communities. We're going to be doing a lot of big, big things. So with your contribution, your participation, we need your support. And like, like, like Ricard says, give to the GoFundMe, give to the PayPal. Support black businesses, support black entrepreneurs, and support Christians who are doing something positive. And the link will be in the description. Basically, what we're trying to do is we're going to give out the turkeys, the, the days leading up to Thanksgiving, and yes. on Thanksgiving itself, we're going to go to the local homeless shelters, and we're going to do a buffet-style food pantry and give out the food, cooked food, to the homeless people yes. so and have a good meal. Because I see some of the meals that the homeless people be having, that yes. dry, old pizza, and the old... And the old Ham sandwiches. Canned foods that you yeah. would eat yourself, I we're, agree. We're not dealing with that. You know, us Haitians, we know how to cook, so we're not yes. playing no games. No yes. games at all. And what else, Santa? What else we got popping off? Um, so also, too, December, we're going to be giving out um, free toys to the kids and also free coats as well, too. So we're very excited as well. I spoke to Ricard's sister. We got some big, big plans coming up. I'm excited. It's about to go down. The real world is doing it up. Um, Jordan the River is doing it up. The Winter Circle Church is doing it up. Yo, guys, participate with the movement. Let's make it happen. Talk is cheap. You feel me? Let's move and not sleep. Last but not least, this month, we're going to be on TV. Woo! On three different channels. On Verizon, Comcast, Optimum, and Spectrum. I'm going to put the information in the link because I don't know it offhand, but that's all because of you guys. You know, this all started as a dream. We started in what, June? Four or five months that's ago? That's the major, major providers, cable providers. That's yeah, man. Something light. Something light. He's just being modest. But the thing is that, to piggyback what he's basically saying, is I feel that, you know, one person can't do everything. Right. When we all come together, we can all make a difference. Right. And this show right here is to promote brothers, awesome brothers like yourself. Shout out to Mike. I see you watching. Yes. Happy birthday, boy. Right. Yo, pull up to the church, bro. We miss you. <laughs> yes, I know someone gives shout out to Ernst. We're going to promote positive brothers like yourself, positive sisters like yourself, for us to promote each other. Because let me tell you something. What I was telling you prior before, before the, um, this live started, the Jews, they have seven types of people working for them. They have the bank, the, uh, the, the baker, the banker, 
they have the um, optometrist, they have the doctor, they have the lawyer, they have the dry cleaner person, and they have, lastly, um, the, the, the person that sells shoes. And they invest in each other. And we need to be doing the same things as well too. So we need people who, who, need to, who, who will own dry cleaners. We need people who are gonna own bakeries. We need these type of people and we need to put our dollars and our money together to make things happen. So this is the issue that does that. The scary thing about that is, is that, I mean, everything you said is correct, but at the same time, those who are receiving that money is ultimately spending that money outside of the community. Mm. So ultimately, we kind of like, you know, um, mess up the cycle of where that money is supposed to be spent. Yes. From my understanding, I heard that, um, you know, the, the black dollar, you know, gets circulated like how many times? Not that many times compared to like other... Um, nationalities, and um, I feel that us as African Americans need to find a better way to stick together and learn how to support each other. And at the same time, you know, we have to learn how to be on time and learn how to, you know, also run our business and how to run our business yeah. and whatnot. Um, I, I've heard of so many people getting like shortchanged um, when they try to support their brothers and sisters who are trying to do their do their thing, whether it's like um, from bakery to photography to you know anything that. They provide some type of service. Um, you know, they ultimately try to mess up that yeah. business by not but being honest. I don't. I think sometimes people don't even necessarily give people the opportunity to get to the point where they mess up. Okay. I think sometimes people go with whatever is the most popular. So if you know, for a time being, it was such a big thing on the news that um, you know. With the whole Black Friday thing, I think like two years ago, so everybody started buying black, but then it stopped being cool, it stopped being what was hype at the moment. So everyone forgot all about that whole movement of not participating in Black Friday and, and buying black and things like that. So I think um, we need to just start not looking at when it's, we can create our own hype. We don't have to wait for someone else to hype up you know, um, buying black to buy black, even if no one else is doing it, as long as one person, individual is doing it, then it's something's being done, as opposed to all of us just waiting for a group of us to come together and agree on the same thing. Right. I mean, I think as a church, too, they should have some type of board where they are able to post, um, you know, individuals within the, the community mm -hmm. that ultimately have their business, whether it's real estate, like my, my brother-in-law, Vlad, um, support my boy Vlad. Yeah, support Vlad. Um, you know, he's doing his thing in real estate. So we definitely have to, you know, try to figure out ways to um, put them on a path on the front of the church to help out their own community. Exactly. You know what's crazy? I think us coming together like this is a start. Right. I mean, I mean, for example, I believe that there's a lot of people like Ricard, like yourself, right. who can lay aside their pride, lay aside their ego, and come for a great cause and a great purpose. And I feel that we can do it. We can do it. We are doing it. We started with the diaper drive that went very successful. We have a lot Over of Over 2,000 diapers was given away. Yes, Over 3,000 wipes. Shout out to everybody that donated, but we're going to keep going. A lot of people didn't want to donate because they thought we was going to put this money in our back pocket and probably buy some, like, no. some clothes or sneakers, but nah, you've seen it. We took pictures and video as proof. Mm -hmm. yeah. But listen to this, though. The goal is to make money by investing in property. I know y'all guys want to invest in property, investing in property, investing in different things, laundromats, bakeries. The money's out there. You feel what I'm saying? And when God blesses us with the money that we have, there's nothing wrong with spending two, three, two, three million dollars on the community. Yeah. That is what it's about. So it's going to take us 
what we're doing right now to come together, and we're doing that. You know what I'm saying? I think you said one key thing. That's um, laying your pride aside. Mm-hmm. Um, I think a lot of us, the reason we don't get far because we refuse to lay our pride aside. Um, I think that um, when it comes to real estate, especially if we or um, some professionals came together to say, you know what, we're going to invest 5000 you invest 5000 and we're just going to invest in a particular building or a unit, then um, we can go ahead and make money that way. You know? But ultimately, we don't trust each other at the end of the day. Yeah, everyone just, you know, everyone wants each other to be successful, but no one to be more successful than the other. And I remember, like, watching something, and it was saying basically how, it was like one of those motivational things, and it was basically saying how when people go into business, they want to be good at everything as opposed to to strengthening what you're really good at and getting people who are better at the things that you're not good at around you to help strengthen the business as a whole. Everyone mm-hmm. wants the, the limelight to just try to be good at everything, but you actually hurt yourself in the long run if you're trying to do everything as opposed to focusing on what you're really good at and getting the people around you um, who are better at the things that you're not to help you out. I'm gonna put you guys on some free games. So everybody get your pen and pads and and get ready for this. I'll give you I'll give you one minute. There's a lot of people watching that didn't come shots with you that day. Mm-hmm. Alright, so this is what it is. Mm-hmm. When I was twenty three years old I bought my first car. When I bought my first car, a lot of people didn't think I was gonna be able to buy that car because when I told them what car I was gonna get, they was like like, Oh please. And that's what a lot of things I did in life. Usually when I tell people I'm going to do it, they don't believe me. That's why I don't even tell people what I'm going to do anymore. I just do it and I show them. So when I first bought the car, I needed a co-signer. And I wasn't really up on credit. I wasn't really up on insurance. I wasn't really up on APRs and things of that nature. So I can say that they jerked me to a sense because I had a high APR. And my father co-signed. But, you know, after a few years, I can say I caught up on it. I refinanced the car. And then I got a lower APR once I got my credit up. And then... I continued with that car. As I got older and I started to stop hanging out around certain people, I, I started to see things for what they are. So when I got older again, I was like, all right, what's, what's hot right now? I was like, okay, Uber's hot right now. You, you can still do your nine to five and work Uber when, when you want to. So I still keep my nine to five, which I got a degree, so I could get a professional job and I could, and I could negotiate the terms of my salary. That's one of the benefits of getting an education, kids. You could negotiate the terms of your salary. Wow. So keep a pen and paper because I'm not done. So after that, I bought my second car. When I went to buy my second car, I did the research. I got the car facts. I checked my credit score. I already knew how much income I had because I had the income from the Uber that I started off with the rental. I made. I, I got the TLC license. I was able to take the TLC classes, pass the TLC exam, was licensed by the city. Then I rent the car to get experience as a driver, and then eventually I traded in my other car for a newer car. Once once I did that, I applied to put TLC plates on my car. After I applied to put TLC plates on my car, I got the car inspected, and now I got my own LLC under my name. Same thing I did with the show. I, I got a tax ID for the show, and now this show is on the LLC as well because I'm building a business, guys. Keep this in mind. Mm-hmm. So now I have my first black car license under TLC. I didn't do it just to get one Uber car. I did it to start a luxury brand of black cars. You understand? So I started with one car. With that one car, I could finish paying off that car in one year. Once I finish paying off that car in one year, I'll buy another car. Say, for example, I start off with Infinity. I'll buy a Lexus next. Then I'll buy a BMW. Then I'll buy a Mercedes. Then I have a whole fleet of, of luxury cars. On top of that, with the cars, the cars are going to generate interest where I could rent out the cars to different people, generate income for myself, and use that income to buy houses. 
then I have income from the houses, which gives me more additional residual income after that. I could put them all on the LLC up, and people. feed this ministry. Think about it. We on TV now. This is a show that started off with Facebook Live. We using a cell phone, and yeah, we got thousands of views to the point where we made it to television on a cable network. Think about that, guys. Um, we're gonna do a couple of shout-outs. Um, Daniel Bryce, salute to you, my guy. Mike from Hebron. Shout out to Mike, man. Mike always showing us love, man. That's a king right there. Want to um, shout out to me, Naomi um, Burbrand. Salute to you, Christine Gillian, away from Florida. <laughs> it's real out in these streets. Um, Natalie Nowitzki, salute to you, my man um, from Oakwood, Pastor Bulgin, Pastor Jason Bulgin. I see you and everything like that. I wanted to ask. But wait. I'm not done. I have additional stories. Yeah, keep going, keep going, keep going. So this is what I did. Instead of using, instead of using liquid cash, because the thing with liquid cash is once you use it, it's gone, you know, unless you make additional cash. What I did was I paid for all this on credit. We know that credit is money that you don't initially have, but they give it to you based on the money that they see that you're making, the money that you're able to make, and how you manage credit before. So based on the history of how you manage prior credit, they give you additional credit based on how you utilize credit in the past tense. Mm. So then as time progressed, I got additional lines of credit, additional lines of credit. Majority of the things I did, I did it on credit. The best thing to do, guys, is to get, if your credit is good enough, you could get one year interest free, which means you have a whole entire year to pay off a certain amount of money, so you pay it in increments. You do the math and you divide it wow. in 12 months increments, if you can, and then you pay it off. Mm. But what I did is, I paid for everything on two separate cards. So once I ran up that balance and it's pushing close to the one year, my credit increased. So then I was, then I was able to get a two-year no-interest credit card. So then I got a balance transfer. So I transferred the credit from the previous cards onto one card, and now I got two years to pay off that one amount. Mm, wow. So you feel like that's good debt? It's good debt because... The bank doesn't make money off of my debt because there's no interest for two years. And within two years, I could finish paying it off. And I got everything that I needed done. And I bought everything that I needed to buy. I'm going to make that money ten times over. No interest. With that being said, I want to get out to Sunny. Um, I wanted to ask my sister a quick question. Um, tell the people what you do and everything like that. Well, outside of my 9 to 5, I recently started a YouTube channel. It's called Surviving Adulthood. Oh, and... Nice. Yeah. <laughs> and what the basic, basically the idea behind it was to create a space where um, people who are going through their early 20s can come to and see someone who is also going through their early 20s dealing with um, things that you encounter that you may not have learned about in school or your parents may not, to know, may not know too much about. So like finance, like as he was talking about credit card um, debt and understanding that. Um, I recently got my first car, so I made a video about that. So I do, yeah, thank you. <laughs> so I do all different types of things. Um, yeah, I'm kind. I started in December. I have a few videos up. I have a few subscribers. I want to for it to continue and to just you know grow and things like that. What made you want to start that? I wanted to start a YouTube channel because I love watching YouTube videos, but specifically in that. Um, with that specific goal behind because I felt like there are a lot of things that I would learn that um, people would feel, that I felt like people, it was just common knowledge, like I was just supposed to know, but no one ever taught it to me, 
So it's like, wait, how am I just supposed to know these things? Mm -hmm. And, you know, especially if you're um, growing up in the U.S. and your parents are Haitian, there's certain things that you deal with that they may not know how to address you, um, you know, certain things. Or, like, even college, when I was going to, I'm a college counselor now, and I go to different high school fairs, and I see kids with their parents, and the parents is there to support them. And we don't all have that. We don't all have someone who tells us how to do college applications and who tells us, like, you know, don't be intimidated to go, you know, away from school and, and experience all these different things. So all, basically all the things that I feel like I didn't have all the, for someone to teach me, as I learn it, I want to have a platform where I can teach someone else. That's real. That's, that's one of the things in our community where we suffer from a lot is financial education and financial literacy. It's like a lot of people don't teach their children how to do things. Like, I thank God for my father, like, you know? He taught me how to balance a checkbook. I remember when I was younger, he used to always be like, oh, I'm gonna show you how to write a check. And every bill that came, he would make me make out that check to the creditors that he wow. had to pay the bills back. Wow, and I used to hate it as a kid. I used to be like, I don't want to do this. But he showed me the importance of paying your bills on time, how to write a check, how to balance a checkbook, make sure you have the money in the checking account before you write the check. That's right. He showed me um, mortgage payments. He showed me API. He showed me credit. He also showed me how to manage properties because he would always tell me when he's gone, we're going to be the ones who take over this. And it's like my other siblings, they weren't as interested in it as I was, I guess, because I guess my mind and his mind was kind of the same in regards to like the business aspect of things. But he always showed me like those things, and he always told me the same thing. When I'm gone, this is gonna be for you. So you gotta learn how to do this, and you gotta learn how to do that. Even in regards to like, he started to build a house in Haiti, and like he would make me and my brother invest money into the house. And I'm like, like why should I give you money to build a house in a place where I'm probably never gonna go? And he's like, <laughs> and he's like, this country's not for you. Like this the same thing that all Haitians said, this country's not for you. Like I used to have a place to go back home, and as I got older. Even people that's born in America, they have property in other countries. Like, the other day I gave this guy a ride. He had a house in Puerto Rico, and he was complaining about how his house had over half a million dollar damages. And he was like, he had $100,000 doors. You know, like, like, think about it. Like, you know, like, imagine to live that type of lifestyle. But this is what I always tell the people. If you could see it, if you could dream it, then you could believe it and put it into action. You know, formulate a plot create it and put it into action. People are gonna doubt you. I remember when we started the show, bro, we started in the basement, you yeah. remember? Mm -hmm. In the basement. And it was people who were supposed to be on the show, like, yo, I can't even do this, or I'm not gonna do this. I don't feel like this show is gonna go nowhere. And look, we made it to TV, bro. They didn't hurt me, they didn't hurt me. But um, going back to my sister, <laughs> I wanted to ask, um, before we continue, I wanna give a shout out to uh, Mike. Mike said he wants to do his own YouTube video. Bro, do it now, my brother. Yeah. Do it now. We support what you're doing. We will, we will come to the show, me and Ricard, and all of us, we support you 100%. Because like I said, we have no issues with competing towards anybody. We'll rent your like studio that. time. Yes, exactly, exactly, exactly. You got to spend money. But my sister, in regards to your YouTube channel, please tell us about your YouTube, YouTube channel, more specifically about the different videos that you do and everything like that. Um, so, yeah, so originally I didn't want to have... Not to shade anybody who has like a YouTube channel, but I didn't want to have a typical YouTube channel where it's a lot of like makeup and things like that, only because there's so many other people who do it already. And I wanted to do something that was meaningful. So, um, 
yeah the types of videos i have uh i do have some beauty videos but it's a lot more like um finance um getting my first car um some of the things that i plan on doing is doing a video series on the college process like like i spoke about before not everyone has is lucky enough to have a parent who is um really committed into making sure that you get into the right college and giving you that confidence to apply to schools that you may feel like you're not gonna get into. So I definitely wanna do a series on that and all the things that I've learned as a college counselor and also as a, someone who's applying to college and make videos about that for someone else. And um, in regards to uh, Michael who was saying that he wanted to start his own YouTube channel, although, you know, like at first there's this, um, this thought that you're gonna have a whole bunch of support and all that stuff, you know, like they spoke about when they first started, they didn't get as, maybe as much support as they wanted to, but that me. doesn't. Didn't get support at all. Yeah, that doesn't. It hurt me. It really does. Like he's saying, it doesn't hurt you. And then also, even if the per, the what I found surprising is like even if the close the people that are closest to me that I expected to support what aren't supporting there's people out there who i've never met before who will watch my channel my videos and comment and things like that make you want to continue because it doesn't matter the people around you when you first start when you're not popping when you're not like big the people around you are not going to support you right. it's the people who don't know you when you get big then the people around you will then want to tell people how they knew you but when you first started they're not going to support you mm -hmm. ironically that happened the same thing when i started preaching mm. When I started preaching, like, today I was in the car with my homeboy, and then he was showing, and then we was looking through the different videos of my sermons and how it's progressed, and yeah. he was like, yo, it don't even look like the same church. I said, it don't, but it's the same place. We just changed the floors and painted the benches. And I was like, when I first started preaching, people from my school, from my block, from my jobs, and people that I knew used to come out, other people from other churches would not come out. They'd be like, we don't know this guy, because for some reason, better. people want to people be associated with you. When your name is higher, you know, and what you want to know. Mm -hmm. Coincidentally, I was associated with a certain federation afterwards. Wow. 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 Wait, I just wanted to say, in regards to what you were talking about, <laughs> there's a um, book I'm reading. It's called The Four Agreements, and one of them is about that, which is basically that what people have to say about you and how they perceive you has nothing to do with you, that it's... It has to do with themselves. Exactly. So if you're not getting the support that you, you want to, it's not something that, it doesn't mean that your content or whatever idea that you have is yeah. bad. It's on them. They, they're choosing not to, to support. So that shouldn't stop you. Yeah, that should stop you at all because the thing is that, for me personally, I've never seen a hater give me $5 in my pocket. So at the end of the day, you got to move forward. Like I said, the people who remember, I said this all the time, um, always remember, those who love you will support you. Absolutely. And those who support you will show you. And that's pretty much that's what it is. You remember when people was making fun of this show, and it's like, oh, yeah, I see you guys with your TV show, and it was laughing? Ironically, we have a TV show now. God is good. <laughs> God is good. God is good. I mean, everything takes time. Everything takes time, everything takes time of course. Time. When you start your business, you know, everything takes time. Let's, let's go to the comments, because it looks like the phone's blowing up. Basically, um, um, my man Sonny says, some parents I hear give their children a credit card from a young age. So when they get older, their credit score is great. How you feel about that comment? It's great. That's what he said. Yeah. Well, you have to start. See, 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 some parents out here give their children a credit card from a young age. So when they get older, their credit card, their credit score is great. Give, give their children a credit card or create a credit card in their name and use it 
Well, so you got to be a little bit more specific. Yeah. So, 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 I think. I think. I think that's what he means. Yeah. yeah, you think so? Most okay. of the time, when you get your first credit card, your 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 balance max is probably three hundred, five hundred dollars. Right. I can understand what he's saying because if you get a kid the three hundred balance or five hundred dollar balance, even if they maxed out, you pay it back anyways. Most kids who are fortunate to even get a credit card, you have to think this way: their parents would have to have good credit in the first place. Most people of our color parents don't have good credit. Not necessarily true. I, th I think um, most Korean parents, at least mine, um, he was very big on financial literacy and big on understanding that you know if you have a credit card, it's supposed to be used as an emergency type of means. Um, it's not supposed to be used as a daily, you know, constantly, you know, using it, and then you lose track because. You know, if you see the game, the game now is trying to get you away from the paper, physical money, to the card. So now, when you when you um, when you're using this card, you you don't you lose track of the money that you're spending. You lose track of all of that. So now it's like the the credit card companies are winning because now people, by the time they look at their account and they balance, they're like, oh well, you know what? Let me pay the minimum. I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna pay it one day. I'm gonna pay it one day, and not knowing that they're paying so much interest, money and interest. That it's gonna take them two years to pay for balance of like a hundred or something dollars. You know? That's why I was talking about to get your credit up and you get the one year no interest. Ironically, I met a guy who worked at the um, mm -hmm. the Federal Reserve and he was a data analyst at the Federal Reserve. And I'm like, so what do you do over there? He said, I just count numbers. I said, yeah, but you don't feel like this whole thing is ironic. He said, how? I said, basically, that that money's not real money. It's just a bunch of numbers. He said. That's something funny to say. I said, yeah, it is funny to say. You're a data analyst. If it wasn't a bunch of numbers, you wouldn't be able to read it. Then he said, yeah. I said, perfect example. Look at the scammers. What do the scammers do? They'll write a fake check for two, $5,000. They put it in your bank account. You don't really have the money. The money's not really there. You'll cash the check. You'll take the cash out, and then you'll have the, you have the actual cash in your hand. Because your account, because they're going to notice that that deductible was taken out of a place that it wasn't in the first place, your account goes negative, but all it is is numbers that's positive and negative, but you have the actual cash in your hand. So where was the money in the first place? The money wasn't really there, but the numbers was added, which created the money. Wow. Therefore, you could move money and add money all the time. That's how you can manipulate the money in your accounts through an app by just doing transfers back and forth through your phone. It's just moving numbers it's back. Crazy. My man suddenly just added, he said, to create a credit card for them and they teach and, and they teach them how to use it. Yeah. Right. That right. makes right. sense. Because right. in order you have some, I mean, there's multiple, way, multiple ways to build your credit, but one of it is to have a credit card and show um, like credit card companies that you are responsible enough to use it and then pay it back in a um, in the specified time that you have. This is a question, right? So if we would, if the audience would ask, what are three ways to build your credit? Credit cards. I perspective. Okay, one thing is sometimes when, okay, what helps your credit score is, is credit cards, but not, uh, another thing is to have liquid assets, and another thing is to have actual cash in the bank. Say, for example, you have $20,000. What are ways to build your credit? To build your credit? Okay. This is how I built my credit when I was young, right? My first credit card was $300. Now I'm at... I don't want to say the number, but I'm at a, a much higher number. But when I start off with the 300, I would pay my phone bill. Say, for example, I gotta pay. I would pay my phone bill. I gotta pay T-Mobile the eight dollars every month, anyways. So what I would do is I'll pay it on the credit card, and then when I get paid, I pay the eight dollars back to T-Mobile. I would buy food, like regular stuff, small purchases. I'll pay back the food, and then when I'll get a big amount, like if I'll get like an income tax at the end of the year, I just pay the whole thing off at one time. 
or like say for example I cash out because who knows like when I was young I was quote unquote lucky like I would get large sums of money every now and then so every time I would have a debt I'll just pay the debt off at one time so it went from 300 to 500 to a thousand to 2,000 3,000 4,000 5,000 and you know it kept going and also with credit is if you pay your bills on time it builds up too because that plays a big part paying your bills on time like if you got a car make sure it don't get repossessed god bless i i had a car since tw since 23 i'm 29 now and i never got cars repossessed not from wood whatever wood may be <laughs> but like you pay your bills on time you make sure you make your payments if you have money have money in the bank like have Create a paper trail. It's like when you go and you buy a car, you buy a house. They're like, okay, show me pay stubs. Show me your bank statements. Show me what other assets you have, what kind of income you have. How are you with paying bills? What other bills do you have already, and do you pay those bills on time? So that's credit. And some people say, we don't look at your credit score. We look at you. Okay, when they look at you, they're saying that, okay, show me, the, show me a bank statement. How much money is coming into your bank account? How much money is coming out of the bank account? How much money are you making weekly or biweekly? I know this one thing, my sister knows she said that. Excellent thing. Keisha, thanks for watching. Tell the girls I love them. Work AK, I love y'all. But she said something interesting. She said, um, most Korean parents, they like to join susus. Yeah. What is susus? What is that? What is susus? Um, pretty much a susu is pretty much paying money in the pot. And then every month someone gets paid out. Okay. So, um, Susu, I never joined one. I don't know. I don't know if you guys ever joined one. I never, I, I never. The one thing about Susu is, the one thing about Susu is, if, if one person robbed that Susu, <laughs> you asked out. <laughs> a better thing to do is get the Stash app or the Acorn app where it, it, it rounds out the number of purchases that you do and it puts the money to the side where you don't see it. So maybe in like. Yeah, it's like a, a source of savings. Yeah, the couple well, of us got a couple of my, so sorry, my thing is that uh, so Sonny said that Credit Stacker is a game app that teaches you everything about credit. He also says pay more than minimum amount. Um, don't spend more than 30% of your credit card. So good point. Wait, I also be aware of your interest rate because um, I didn't, for a while I thought, you know, you could put whatever amount that you have towards your, um, your balance, but the next time around, say if you owe $200, and you put $60, and you're thinking, okay, when I come back, I'm going to have $140 left to pay. No, if you have an interest rate, you have to also keep that in mind. Yeah. So if you have multiple credit cards, then what you do is you either put most of your balance to the credit card that has no introductory rate, where there's no interest rate that you have to pay, or put your most of your balance to the credit card that has the lowest interest. That way you're not paying as much money. But you know, the thing about that is you got to look carefully because it will say zero interest rate, but if you're late, there's a penalty. Yeah, you get penalized. So you gotta be careful of that as well. Yeah. Right. So then they'll, they'll charge interest on that. Your homegirl Keisha says, um, she said people believe keeping a low. I'm so sorry. People uh, believe keeping a low balance on multiple credit cards, and that it will build up your credit. But that's not true. Pay them on time and pay them off. Another thing is um, the history of credit. As in, like, don't just pay off your credit card balance and then turn it off. Credit also determines how long you had that line of credit. Like, yeah. Yeah. When, when, when are you really supposed to use your credit card? Like, really? When are you supposed? My to mom use never believed in credit cards. Like I told y'all, the perfect example mm -hmm. to do an investment so you don't have to use liquid cash and you spend that and then you pay off the credit card and then you make sure you double that that you spent already.
A perfect example of using credit is when you purchase a house. It's a large investment. You don't want to pay that all at once because once you, because you're going to live in that house hopefully for a long time. You're going to try to make money off that house. So you might as well use the loan from the bank, which is a line of credit, and then you use it. Or when you start a business, you'll, you'll get a line of credit for a business, and then hopefully that business doubles that amount that you took out on that loan. Right. I'm going to give you another jewel that I, that I learned from investors. They said that a lot of investors, they know people that work in the bank as in they have an inside man that cuts it. That's for everything. Even with scamming, if you got a little girlfriend who works at the teller, she's going to let your checks go through. So the same thing with the people up top. Here's what they do, right? That's what we got to be together. That's what we got to be together. You guys better get it. You feel me? I already left all the haters already. Go ahead. Continue. All right. Already. Go ahead, baby. That's what they do, right? Most, I'm not stereotyping, but some people did grow up and their friends become accountants, bankers, merchants, those type of things. So they keep those relationships. Because they have someone in the bank, they go and say, okay, I need a bank loan for a certain construction. I'm trying to invest in the real estate. Here's what they do. So they'll go to their friend and say, I need a line of credit for $8 million. So they get a, cre- a line for $8 million. They'll spend, let's say they spend 5 or $6 million on the initial investment to build the house and they keep the two million for themselves cash. So they'll hire cheap labor like we all know. They hire Mexicans, they cut corners, they do this and that. But on paper it shows that on paper it shows that they spent the whole eight million. But really they got two million in their pocket. And that's two million that you could do for whatever. So you could take that two million, you break it down, you get more loans, buy more property, you flip that again, you 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 take that two million, you buy a one million dollar property, you flip another one million, you 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 hold on to that for another year and that one million dollar property time. makes four million now. So out of out of the initial eight million dollars, you got what? Fourteen million now. Yeah, but I mean you make it seem like it's easy that people can have access to that. It's not, but it's all about networking and connections. Absolutely. Absolutely. But I don't think you still can network at this point in time and well, unless you have some really high level friends that that are able to move to give you $8 million off the cuff. Fake it till you make it. It's like in those, it's like in those movies. It's like in those movies. All you got to do is be at the right place at the right time. You meet the right person, you know? As long as you're not giving up your booty, you got to make some certain moves. That's facts. And, and, and the thing is that people are giving up their booty. Yeah. Boys and girls. They're out of here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but um, somebody said, your, your, your sister says, use credit cards to book travel as you can use the credit card insurance in case you have to cancel. She said, I believe Amex is one of the best credit cards. Sure. Yeah, I got it. Even though that CEO just stepped down, I believe he just stepped down. You know, I'm Next one, Cynthia. She says, she says, I'm glad about what y'all guys are doing, helping people with bad credit. A lot of people have messed up their credit. Next one, Aknel, my man who's been hiding for a long time. Aknel, what's up, yes. man? What's good, Gary, from Delaware? I see you, baby. Salute to you, King. Making two separate um, payments towards your balance before or on the due date help you boost your credit as well. Perfect example. If you get paid bi-weekly, every time you get paid, you, you put some money down. Yes. My man Ernst says, he says, if you get a joint credit card with your parents when you're young, their credit basically becomes your credit as you get older. Is that true? Yeah. Shout to Ernst, because you put me on some game, too. You told me how your mom's had good credit. She helped you with that car, so shout to your moms. Um, there's there's credit card companies that allow you, um, speaking of ways you can build your credit, they allow you to get secured cards where um, it's the balance that you have is technically your money, but they use it as if it's a credit card to help you build your credit. Um, or if you have bad credit and you're trying to rebuild it, it helps you that way, too. Um, there's a program too. Um, it's called Dave Ramsey. I'm not sure if you guys heard about him. Um, he has this thing called Financial Peace, 
Um, I found out about it at, um, can I say a church name? It's cool. That's cool. Nice. Um, nice. Nah, home, so I facts say, say the facts. But um, I think it was um, Brooklyn, no, Christian Fellowship. That's okay. Shout out, shout out. Yeah, Christian Fellowship, definitely. They had a, um, a program there called um, um, Financial Peace. It was done by Dave Ramsey. And it was a series that taught you about like real estate. It taught you about your credit cards and the dangers of having credit cards. It taught you about how to save. It taught you also about if you want to purchase a vehicle, what, what, is, what is the current amount that you want to spend on a vehicle? Because a vehicle is actually a depreciating asset. So wow. with time, it actually loses value. So do you want to spend $80,000 on a Mercedes-Benz by in three years, it's going to be worth $20,000, exactly. you know? So um, ultimately, you got to also work out your, um, your API, your interest rate. Um, the interest rate is one of the things that kill a lot of us because, well, Shout to Queens Auto Mall. They gave me a 2.8 interest rate on my newest vehicle. Oh, that's what's up. Yeah. They, they, they cool, but interesting what they cost to the cars is interesting. Why says it's interesting from the ass? You have a lot of repo cars. They have yeah, a lot of repo cars. I was looking for my car. I actually went there. And, you yeah. know, they were charging um, above book value. So yeah. it's, 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 it was interesting. But the whole experience of buying a vehicle, I think a lot of young kids, they are so happy to get an age to buy a vehicle that they go in with their heads um, and their eyes closed. That happened to one of my boys. He bought up. He bought an Ultima, and his interest rate is like um, it's like twenty three point eight. So he's paying he's paying more than me in card note. For, that means he had bad interest. Yeah. Really bad, bad credit. Like yeah. Credit was for an old Ultima, I think a two thousand ten. Right. And what do you think about that? You're, you're really paying like it depends on the payment because now the interest rate is so high. You're probably paying like four hundred a month. This is like five something. For 2010, for 2010, yeah. um, Ultima? Yeah. <laughs> 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 no, I'm not saying that people get Was it a Bank of America loan? No, no, it was um, a Honda Financial. Yeah, because Bank of America was doing the same thing. Bank of America, shout to my boy. I got him refinanced. <laughs> he had Bank of America before. Yeah. Shout to Backpage and shout to Financial Credit Union. They give good. Huh? Is that, is that? <laughs> no, 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 give me a shout out. This is your opportunity. You know what I'm saying? Okay, okay. I'm funny. Mm -hmm. yeah, but, I mean, this is yeah. like an ego thing. Wow. Um, you know, you, you want to be very careful. Because I know the second time I, I bought my second car, 
I was very careful. I was very, I was able to, I was able and educated to know what to fight for, what to say, what to do, and um, how to speak to those individuals. Because a lot of times, you know, depending on how you negotiate, you could come out a winner on top. Of course. Um, they'll, they'll, they'll say a lot of crazy things like, oh, we're not making any money. Come on, you got to meet me halfway. You got to do this, you got to do that. But you got to understand this is a business at the end of the day. Well, you're not going to sell me a car if you're not going to make no money. You're not going to stay in business for long. Mm -hmm. So ultimately, there's a lot of things out there where, you know, they may say, oh, I got to go speak to my manager. But they're laughing at you in the back like, yeah, he thinks he's getting a deal, but I'm going to school him. You know what I'm saying? So um, just like with me, it took it took three different it took three different times for them to give me. It taught us well. It took three different times for them to give me that low APR. And even after that, after I bought the car, I called the bank straight right. and got an even lower APR. Yeah, so that's the thing. So a lot of people feel like you have to go through the through the bank that they're offering you. Mm -hmm. You got to go to your bank and ask them what they're offering you. Um, I went through my credit union and I was able to get a low APR mm -hmm. for my second vehicle. Um, thank God I was able to, for me, I don't like that. That's for me, personally. So, when my first, my first vehicle, it took me two years to pay it off. And that's how I'm going to be for my second vehicle. I'm going to pay it off in two years, too. Mm -hmm. So, it's all about budgeting. It's all about, um, you know, really understanding that, you know, the less that you have, the more freedom you have to purchase things. Jeez. Okay. But I think the right way that you're doing is that you're using the vehicles to your advantage, to have yeah. money for you. So it becomes an asset and not a liability. Yeah. People got to learn the difference between liabilities and assets. If it's making you money, it's an asset. If it's losing you money, then it's a liability. You're going to be rich, baby. And that's with everything in life. All of us. Can I life. ask you guys a question? Because I leased my first car. So why did you guys decide to buy your car versus leasing or financing? And what's the difference? Um, leasing basically is like renting almost like... You put a certain amount down. I'm not sure if you get it back when you. No. Okay, so so you don't get it back. No, That's you, pay, you basically pay over time for the value of the car for the amount of time that you have the car. Yeah. Yeah, but I know certain lease you have to put money down. You see, commercial yeah, said that three thousand dollars. Yeah. Still yeah. Still Which you don't have to put money down. I found that out later on. Oh really? Yeah, you don't have to put money. Yeah, and that same money that you put down on a lease, you could put down on a down payment. Like, when I bought my new car, I didn't have to put no money down. I just traded in my old car for my new car, mm -hmm. which means I didn't put no money down at signing. The reason why... Well, the trade in your car was a, was yeah. a, was a down payment. Yeah, it was a down payment. The value of your, your car that trade in was a Yeah, it suffice for that. But my dad never told, always told me don't lease because he said it's better to own than to rent. Because that's the mindset that he put on to me. But my sister, she leased her, her first car and I bought my first car. The difference is when you lease it, I know sometimes you 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 get perks in regards to maintenance. As in like they'll mm -hmm. maintain the car, they'll do certain things. Yeah, free car washing. Yeah, those type of things. Tires. But when you buy it. They'll, they'll change your tires after you buy the tires, right? I don't, I don't because I think, I think on certain things like normal wear and tear, they don't, they don't replace that, to my understanding. No, well... Like, maybe it's like oil chain or something like that. When, you're, when I leased my car, um, they sent, I went to speak to someone else, and there were three other things that I still had to pay for. To wow. pay for. So, um, part of my monthly payment is for, like, changing my tires. Because after a certain time, if you... So, you, I'm leasing for three years, but the free tire exchange is only for the first year. So I'm paying for the next two years for if anything happens to my tires, they'll change it. Or um, once I return the car back, if there's any damages, they'll cover it up to like $5,000. So there's certain things that 
people will say, oh, I lease my car so I get these perks, but you still pay for it. So I think it would be if you did not pay for the whole tire thing, because you don't need tires that often. Maybe you change tires twice a year, the most, but then you can buy used tires too and save money on that. I'm the type of person I feel like it's better to have it and not use it than to not have it and need it and then have to spend extra, so. My man Gary Foreman said, um, people get caught up because of lack of financial literacy yeah. and our parents are, are, aren't even financial literate. It's a vicious yeah. cycle. That can stop. That can be stopped. That can be stopped. Yeah, there's so many different resources, like financial literacy classes. There's a lot of different companies that give them for free. You can take them after work, and they're just, you know, things that lit will later on help you out in knowing because you'll just be, I don't know, more knowledgeable. I'm going to say this. Financial peace, Dave Ramsey. Um, you, can sub you can subscribe for his courses, yeah. but if you want to be cheap, whatever the case may be. Um, you, could go on, you could go on YouTube. He'll tell you everything. And, um, you know, we have so much um, information at our, our disposal that we'd rather watch Love It Hip Hop or all these other shows instead of distractions and stuff, distractions and stuff like that. So um, we get caught up and, you know, it's, it's mainly due to our fault. It's our fault. Yeah. America right now is one of the big distractions. Look at the president. Right. Facts. But um, I think aside from not researching the information, once you do have the information, it's hard to be consistent in doing it. I know that's like one of my issues. And it's because um, what, what you have to realize is like things have, it takes time for things to become a habit. It takes time for you to be disciplined. So right, it's right. something that is like you're going to have the information, you're going to try it out, and you might fall off for a bit. But as long as you keep coming back and trying to make it a part of your lifestyle, then you'll be fine, and then you can stop the vicious cycle of not being financial. Literate. Just to go back to your leasing um, option, the, wow. for me, the reason I didn't lease is because I like to travel a lot. And from my understanding, I know my mother-in-law, she likes to um, lease uh, her vehicles, I mean, one of her vehicles, whatever. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, the restrictions are, you know, you gotta pay for the certain mileage that you use. Yeah. You can't, you can't, any, anything that you, say for example, you wanna put rims on your car, or whatever, you can put tents, you have to give the car back. <laughs> The way you the way you purchased mm -hmm. it, you know, um, wow. a lot of things. I think for dents and stuff like that, if you don't buy the protection, they'll look for any little thing to like yeah. ring you up and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So for me, I just thought that you know, my first car was a regular Honda. The second car was a luxury car, mm -hmm. and you know, you you learn how to make friends with mechanics. You learn how to. Keyword, make friends with mechanics. Absolutely, build relationships with them. Why, why, why say that for? Why do you think that's important to do? That's that? important um, because you know a lot. Yeah, a lot of mechanics out there. You know, not throwing any shade. They they do good work, excellent work. But at the same time, some try to rob. You. Some try to rob you. You know what I'm saying? Because. Not every day they're getting like a lot of customers, so they got to make up for that money. Especially once you pull up with a foreign. Yeah, if you pull up with foreign, you better expect to come out some change. But not only that, but the parts are so expensive by itself anyway. Shout out to eBay and shout out to the online export. Yo, listen, listen, we're giving y'all nuggets. Rock auto. We're giving y'all nuggets. Rock auto. What I do is I buy And we're spreading love. And we're not getting a check for that either. So exactly. I'm going to let you know. So, so donate to this ministry, right? It's important. <laughs> well, what I do is I buy yes. from from other states, I buy parts from Ohio, Smart. Texas, Wise. Kansas, because it's cheaper there, there's less income, and there's less taxes. I'm on your time. And you send it um, FedEx, UPS. You got to be careful, too, because um, I, was, I was watching the, uh, uh, YouTube about, because I always ask myself, 
what happened to the cars that are that have been flooded, like in, in Houston and stuff like that? All those cars that sit on the lot that's now underwater, what happened to those cars? Salvage. Supposed to be salvage. <laughs> but I've seen <laughs> some. What, what is salvage? What's that? Salvage is just the title that they give the car. Okay. You know, um, okay. It, if, if it's been damaged severely or if it's been a bad accident, if okay. it's been in some type of. Um, salvage is no longer good. It could be sold for parts if the parts are in working condition. Okay, okay. Pretty much. But I, I, I believe that, well, not believe, but I saw some video of certain car lots selling used cars that has been in the flood. Wow. And, they're, and they're able to finagle their way to keep the title clean in order to sell it. But it would depend on how much engine damage it has, because if the engine is still good, then the car is still good. Right, but I mean, at the same time, the car has a lot of electrical system in it. So electrical system and water don't mix at all. So the engine might be good, but at the same time, your seat not moving, you know, the window's not coming down, whatever reason. You know, a lot of things are not working. It's quirky, whatever the case may be. So, I mean, I would be weary. It's a little bit, you know, I, I would want to buy my part from a reputable um, I guess, site? No, I do buy it from, it's an authorized dealer site, and you match the serial number with the serial number in your car. Okay. And it's a money-back guarantee. Right. You buy it from PayPal, so that's two times the one. <laughs> but at the same time, you know, one thing I found is that um, if you're able to buy the parts yourself, mm -hmm. and you give it to the mechanic, you just pay for labor. It's, yeah. it's way cheaper. cheaper. As opposed to have a done pay, I mean, you know, purchase a part for your, for your vehicle, and they may purchase the cheapest part, but charge you for the most expensive price. Of course, because that's how they eat. They got to eat. Everybody got to eat, and that's what everybody don't realize. And then sometimes, you know, unfortunately for, my, for our sisters, you know, they, they're, um, they're often taken advantage of. They are taken advantage of, so you got to get married. Not you, not you, not not you, just in general. Because they all have a man with you. Because if you have a man with you, it's 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 not easy. You can have brothers. You can have fathers. You can have uncles. Exactly. You don't need to get married just for the purpose. Not that's just for the purpose, but the protection. You feel me? That's like saying you're getting married. Just so she could cook for you. You know what I'm saying? It's no. not the same. It's, it's got to be a little bit more than that. I said some people that got married for health insurance. Have I mean, people get married for a real reason. Right? For visas? I mean, I don't I'm know. I'm not that. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. No catfish over here. No catfish over here. said no catfish over here. Um, so I want to just go back to um, what she was saying. So basically, can you tell us like, one video that you did? Because I want to you know, be fair. One video that you did and about what just YouTube. Could you tell the people that? Um, mm -hmm. I think that's one video that you felt a lot, you got a lot of um, hits, a lot of people. And that was inspirational to you and to them? Uh, yeah, I guess it's, it's, it could be educational. I don't know. The video on my channel that has the most views is about hair, so that's, oh, yeah? not, okay. that's yeah. not really inspirational. Listen, can I, can I just jump on that real quick? Go ahead. Oh, oh snap. man. Here we go. Here uh, we go. Talk about that. No, 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 no,
the Asians have a monopoly on it. Facts. So um, you have Shout to. Shout to the Koreans. The, I'm sorry, the Koreans. I'm sorry, the Koreans. Korean. And um, you know, it's hard for black businesses to get into that industry Word? to make some headway into yeah. it What's because that? because of the fact that um, the Koreans are the they 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 they're, they're not the only ones that are um, have the stores, but they're the distributors as well. Mm -hmm. So now you have to go to them to be like, can I have the products that my people use? And oftentimes, they would try to use generic brands to put up front and use like the black-owned companies and put them in the back. Mm -hmm. So unless you know them by name, wow, you, you're going to pick up the cheapest um, hot, hot, corn, hot curling iron or whatever, the hot comb, whatever you call those things. Nobody um, uses a hot comb. I don't know why you said how come I'm bad. I'm, I'm showing my age. I'm, I'm showing my age. Natural. Natural. I like the natural thing. The natural thing. Yeah, I, that's my I thing. think everybody likes the natural thing, but it's a lot of um, maintenance. Am I, am I correct? Or I it's, it's a lot of laziness. that people should have the option to wear their hair whatever way that they feel like wearing it. I, I think if you like natural, then wear your hair natural. Yeah. If you don't like natural hair, then don't wear your hair natural. I don't think... Like, I don't understand why someone, so many people are so passionate about the way other people wear their hair. Well, I'm not a woman, so I can't speak about that. Yeah, I don't, I don't. A lot of women are, you know, I don't get it. There's a lot I mean, of stuff. At the same time, you know, there's a sense of modesty that you also want to have when you wear your hair as well. As a Christian, I think, personally for me. I mean, you don't want to sit out here and be coming to church with some pink, hot pink hair on singing on praise team. In front of the church, it's more of a distraction than anything. You don't think so? Personally, for me, personally, for me, I'm not. I'm pink not condemning those who wear the green. Question: If a uh, okay, so pink hair would distract you. Would if someone has a lot of hair and they have a huge afro and they're wearing their hair natural, that wouldn't distract you. Yeah, it would distract. It would so, distract anybody. So then, but I'm just saying, like, in all fairness, shouldn't there be a sense of modesty? In certain, in certain areas. It's not my area, man. I think... Um, <laughs> no, I'm just saying... I understand degree. what you're saying. Not just... Not... Maybe... Not... The way I see it is just... It's not modesty, but just appropriateness of just like... Well, okay. I guess it's just okay. kind okay. of the That's same the thing. Just in, being appropriate in whatever situation that you're in. So if you know that you're going on stage and someone asks you to wear something a little longer or... That's not as uh, form fitting than. Listen, I don't, don't want to beat up the girls. I think it goes both ways. There's guys that come there with ultra skinny, skinny pants and stuff like that, and just you know come to church and stuff like that. It, that could also be distracting um, too for, yeah. for females as well. Um, I think it's so funny. I like, think, I think how it's a different ever that we live in. Well, now. I'm not gonna say SDAs because all I know is SDAs. So I don't know if other churches do it too. But the fact that you know people just are so like pressed on that. There was a oh, guy who on like how you what you wear to the church. There was a the pastor who preached at my church last Saturday, he spent so long just talking about clothing and I'm just like I can't remember any Bible verses that he actually read. I can't remember the, the actual Bible verses he read, but I do remember him just going on and on and on. And the funny thing, the ironic the irony of everything is that the same people, the same Sometimes the same men who are in church who are like, women shouldn't wear this. When you see them trying to talk to a woman, she looks exactly like the woman that they were talking about on stage. So... Some people use the pulpit to send shots and to attack people. To then go out after church and try to speak. Thank God I passed to my church. I don't do with no foolishness. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> okay. One thing was like... I remember 
when I was younger, it was a little bit more strict in church. I remember they would not allow men with like braids or with dreads into the church. They would talk a lot about that, and they were, like they had so much to talk about. Do you feel like it's a cultural thing? Like talking about the Haitian church, it's a cultural thing. But it's not. But, but, but it's not because to add to it, it's not just um, um, Haitians. It's Jamaicans. It's a West Indian thing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But, but per se. But then, in a sense, those people a lot are a lot closed-minded. That's true. Yeah. Like a, a lot of them are closed-minded people. And all that thing was pushing young people out of the church. I feel like now that the church is like more progressive, people are coming back to church, in my opinion. Yeah. I just think it's about appropriateness. Like, churches also don't have to go the complete opposite and start doing things that everyone knows is wrong just to attract more people. Exactly. Because then it's like... That's it's right. not church anymore. It's just trying to accommodate for everything. Exactly. And it kind of goes back to what you were talking about before with the whole pedophilia thing. Oh, let's talk and about it's, that. It's basically like we're all trying to be so accommodating, but there's a right and there's a wrong in every situation. Yes. There's not like everyone can't be right. And everyone can't like there's a right and wrong. So you, you know, church, like there has to just be a balance. You can't try to be so open and allow anything in the church so that you can have everybody come in. But then also you have to not be so like human and look at people's appearance, physical mm -hmm. appearance, and yes. just go off of that and say that this person must be this way because they're just like that, because that's not the case. Someone can be as modest as they want and be doing all types of crazy things. Like It's about character. Yeah. It's about the heart, how you treat people. My mom said something one time. You got the next, baby. You got the next. Too much. One another, but at the same time, we we busy out here pointing out other people's flaws because we're trying to hide our own. And I think that's 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 a big problem when it comes to religious people because religious people always, it's like the Bible says, let he who's without sin cast the first stone. Yes. And I think we need to apply that principle. And I would even add too before Caleb goes that I feel like if we're gonna look down on people, we gotta look down on people to pick them up. You feel what I'm saying? Reach them at their level. You know what I'm saying? Encourage them and build them into becoming the man of God that God has called them to be. Because real children of God don't look down on people. Real children of God don't smear or talk back down, talk down or discourage or annihilate people's character. When you're looking down, you're picking them back up and restoring them into the place that God has called them to be. Absolutely. Go ahead, Caleb. Um, no, I, I just um, I heard a I heard a joke from Dave Chappelle a while ago. Come on now. And um, he was talking about how he was trying to talk to a female, and I guess the way he approached her, the female said, "You know, just because I dress this way doesn't mean I'm a, a hooker or something mm -hmm. like that." And he's like, "That doesn't make any sense." He said, "It's like me wearing a police uniform, and then you're coming to me looking for help," and I'm like. Just because I'm dressed this way doesn't mean I'm a police officer. You know what I'm saying? So ultimately, you know, I think what you wear does does say, say a lot. It does say a lot. So you got to be mindful of that. I, and it goes both ways. I'm not trying to bash the people. No, 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 I'm not. I'm just, I'm just I'm saying. Just you know what I'm saying? My thing is that dress, be yourself. Be but, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, be, but make sure if you have, you know, you know, certain body parts that show, you know what I'm saying, that, you know, that you're blessed with, you know what I'm saying, <laughs> that you, you make sure to cover. Like, I, I, this is one of my sisters. Actually, shout out to my homegirl, man. She got married to my boy. I'm not going to say her name. But right. at Oka, she had, you know, uh, 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 you have know? mercy. she was blessed so in that area. She had, she had a nice a back. 
And the thing is that, one thing I loved about her was, you know, the way she dressed, she always made sure to cover. You know what I'm saying? To dress modestly. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because why? Because she knows that with her feature that God blessed her. With yes, her which is nothing us. wrong. Right. My um, God. It can become a distraction. That's right. Just be no, honest. Right. It can be a distraction. It can be a distraction. It can be a distraction. You have to know, you have to know your body. And my, no, 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 my God, and listen, sister, brothers are straight here. Listen, right. There's no Ben Gates here. Go ahead. <laughs> Go ahead. No, 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 no. You just have to be uh, yeah. mindful of that. And you know what's yeah. so amazing? The thing is that, you know, she carried herself very lovely. You know what I'm saying? Dressed well, dressed properly, but she was blessed in that area. You know what I'm saying? I, she got married to my boy. They have a son. And I always come in. I said, one thing I love about you is, you know, you know, you know you're blessed. You know what I'm saying? Right. You feel me? But you would always cover up. You would always dress modesty. You could dress modest. And you're bad. And you're hot. Shout out to her husband because he's blessed now. Yeah, he is blessed. Highly favored. <laughs> Personal <laughs> ministries. They're like activities. Higher. Amen. <laughs> nothing wrong with that. Nah, it's nothing wrong with that. But at the same time, you just got to know exactly. Um, I know one of my friends, his sister, um, she would come to church, but he would make her turn around so that her ass wouldn't be. I'm sorry. Her butt, her butt, her ass. Her back, her back. Her backside. Her backside. Her backside wouldn't be on the people's face as she's going through. You know, yeah. you turn around. You'd be a little bit modest because you, you, you know, you got to know your body at the end exactly, of the Exactly, exactly. Exactly. So I want to just go basically with this um, pedophile thing. And I think this is something that we definitely need to talk about. Um, but while I'm looking, I don't know if any, any, anybody wants to say something about that. Shout out to Patrick Swayze, because it's in the news now that like he tried to molest that other actor who was 14 years old. So you're like, shouting him out? No, I'm shouting him out because I'm putting him on blast. Oh. He's don't get the day. Okay. But basically, like, so when the guy outed him out, he basically, instead of coming out as a pedophile, he came out as a gay man. He said, I, I like the women and... Oh, you mean, you mean um, Kevin Spacey? Yeah, Kevin, Kevin Spacey. Spacey. Wow. Yeah. 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 Let, 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 let's see. Let's see. All right. He was like fourteen. I said to him that got accused by the fourteen-year-old boy. Yeah. Well, he's not fourteen right now. I mean, at that time. Yeah. Yeah. He basically brought a fourteen-year-old boy to a grown man's party, to a grown people party. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Kevin Spacey. Yeah. Kevin Spacey. Yeah. Spacey. Said it's gonna be the last season. Let me tell you. Ever since that woman came out with how Hollywood and the music industry and the things that it's no lie, we all know. That 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 people in Hollywood indulge in in gay orgies. Even Terry Crews, big black self. Like we all yeah, know yeah. He has some sugar in that thing. Exactly, oh, exactly. Yeah. We all know. Terry hey, Crews was speak on what you know, but he was not. What's the lesson? Yeah, but why? But why did they say that? The big dude was with us. No, he was he was like I guess groped or something. But why would you say he has sugar in it? It wasn't because his fault. He always looked like a big brolic homo thug, and he always plays the big brolic homo thug. Facts. No. Yes. No. Yeah, Terry Crews my man, man. I can't tell you that. He's not. He's trying to rate that pimp. He's trying to rate that pimp. That's true. He wasn't a. Oh, yeah. No, he was at a party with his wife, and the guy, you know, the guy who's on the news right now who's being. Um, blame, like he's being accused of all these things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Terry Crews came out and he said that even him, he was at a party and he touched him inappropriately wow. and he did it in yeah. front of everyone. Wow. Yeah, and he said he never came forward. I okay. guess because you know but look, somehow. A, but I mean, as a man though, you gonna let somebody? It doesn't matter. Like, it, listen, even if you get the check. Listen, listen, listen. Yeah. If he's 
comfortable to do that to you in public in front of everybody. That means he did it to you before in private. No. He's comfortable. He said that's it. the only time that happened. Allegedly. Yeah. Allegedly. Yeah. No, it's not that. You know, um, somebody, I was listening to The Breakfast Club, and somebody uh, said a quote, and it was saying, like, how privileged must you be that you feel comfortable enough to do it in front of everybody? It doesn't necessarily have to be that. That's the second time it happened. He, it could just feel, he feels like, yo, I'm who I am. I can do whatever I want. I'll do this right now. You're not going to do anything. No, no, and he I, did. Think, I, think, I think more so he had the power to hire certain people. I think he was, the, he, so he, he was, his, he, yeah. right. So it's like your boss, it's like your boss, you know, coming to you like, I'm the boss. So if you want your job, you better hush up about this. Yeah. So that's how that's how I felt like he was. He had that 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 role, that power, and he used it to his advantage. And you know, a lot of times with situations like that, what I've heard is like the person at first feels so like ashamed. not ashamed, but like so shocked that it happened. Right. They're not sure that maybe they're overreacting or they it's not what they think. So they're just like contemplating and. And um, themselves like, okay, wait, am I making too big of like did this really happen type of thing? Right, right, right. So before they even say anything. But like I said, in regards to Hollywood, there's a lot of things that's been going on. For example, I want to salute my man Dave Chappelle. Dave Chappelle refused to wear a dress. He did that. not wear a dress at all. Um, he wasn't bound down to new um, Illuminati. He wasn't bound down to no person who's gonna tell him, listen, you gotta give me head or you gotta make sexual advances. He talked about how Martin Lawrence. Um, he was running outside naked and saying that they're trying to kill me. So it, 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 things are going weird. There's a lot of weird things going on in, in Hollywood. There's a lot of weird things that are going in the music industry. And I'm telling you, with, with the girl that just exposed them, um, the girl from the Pussycat Dolls, more and more and more people are going to expose for what it is. I mean, I, mean I, I think I believe a lot of people have a price for the fame. In order to be famous, they're willing to to sell themselves, facts, you know, and allow certain things to happen. And then now, twenty years later, they want to cry about it, you know, when they in their mind. I'm not saying it's wrong, but I'm saying like later fact. on, it's later. Yeah. What I was gonna say is like it goes back to what I was saying before. It's like when it first happened, it could be something that's so small that you second guess yourself, and like. The thing that you said about selling your soul, sometimes it's not like a big piece of your soul. It's not like somebody asked you to do something crazy and you did it. It gets start off as something small and then it just, the, yeah, it progressively gets worse to a point where you're just like, it becomes normal. Like even me, I wanted to be an, I wanted to be an actress and I watch um, like shows like Power where they have sex scenes that are, seem so real and it's like, Sometimes Some people are like real. So, yeah, there, real. there are certain movies like that, especially like foreign Shout films. Ali Berry did that too. But um, <laughs> basically, it's like, especially, I mean, as a woman, I can speak on this. Like, m certain men sometimes feel like, you know, once they're allowed to do certain things to you. So I'm thinking about these scenes where, you know, what if some men, like, they don't understand that, okay, it's cut, the scene is done. And now they feel like, oh, because you allowed me to do that, I can do certain things to you. And that could be the case with the, these directors. It's like, you did this on camera, like I'm your director, and this is what I feel like you should allow me to do. And I feel like that's, it's not. I mean, as we're doing a lot of speculating right now, um, I, I just think at the end of the day, it's like ultimately, you're right. It, it can't just be out of the spirit of the moment this person just did that. Out of, for no reason, it has to be some type of, a person inched their way they do something disrespectful to you. Exactly. So, yeah. They let you. Yeah. If you don't so stop they, it. So you feel like they inch. He 
inch this way. I feel like there's more things that happen that we don't know about. Maybe, Facts. Maybe 10, 15 years later, we might hear some new stuff. Right, right, Because right. it always comes out when they're in their 40s and their 50s and stuff that they did in their 20s and teens. That's true. Listen, just don't victim no, it doesn't matter if you know no, Ted Cruz was giving like gay vibes <laughs> or anything like that. That guy shouldn't have felt like so. Basically, I want to basically go to this, this movie right here. So, basically, it's called Pedosexuality. That's right, it's basically a new movement, it's merging called Hard Progress. You could Google it, do your Googles. It says the sole purpose of the movement is to normalize and accept pedophiles into our communities. This movement is, is, is seeking to give pedophiles rights to their sexual desires, making bold statements like they can't help who they are attracted to. And it says, I really hope more people use their voices to shut down this movement and oppose this madness. They are also seeking legislation that will low, lower the age of sexual consent. And that's from like, you know, 17, 16, 15, 14, 13, 12, 11, 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4. Okay. Yo, Jean what up? Yeah, this is real life. This is real life people. I don't think people understand the deep level of evil that's unfolding with our own society right now. I don't care if having sex with children is deemed beyond their control, and every child has a try, and every child has a right to be safe from predators who seek to take away their safety and innocent. So, guys, be on the lookout for that. Shut that down. Period. What, Go but, ahead. But that sounds a lot like what. A certain group of people that live another lifestyle. Oh, we are we not for that lifestyle either. Yeah, but that sounds like the same thing where they made that normal. They went for legislation. Yeah. They lobbied for that, and that was accepted, and now that's the norm. Well, that's, that's what. Accepted. Well, that's not normal. That's no normal. But isn't that what exactly what happened with that other thing? That, that, that's true. That's true. That's true. It's not exactly because those are consenting adults, and then this is little kid like. An adult who now is going to have, you know, it be okay for them to I'm not be it's with the a same child. As in regard as it being a child, I'm, I'm saying that it's the, the same process. The process yeah. of obtaining those yeah. things that happen with that other. Yeah. Well, like I said, we're not we're not here for gay marriage. We're not here for that, men and men, women and women. You know what I'm saying? We have nothing against gays, but in, in like for us as people of God, that's not something that's a lifestyle we we promote. You know what I'm saying? We believe in loving them, right? You know what I'm saying? But we don't believe in promoting what they're doing and stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? Because there's right. gay people in church. Yeah. yeah, you know what I'm saying? And there's lesbians in church. So the thing is that you know we don't promote the lifestyle, um, but we don't shun people who make the choices and everything. Yeah, like except that. for situations like this, we shun people who are into pedo. Oh, whatever it's called. Yeah, uh, uh, being pedophiles. Yeah. That's 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 still in the same boat as. Homosexual lesbianism, we're not for that whatsoever. We gotta just be clear upon that. We don't believe in discouraging or disrupt disregarding. Right, right, right. But, but and it goes to show you yeah. who's running the country right now. Because I don't know, like certain things just shouldn't be you shouldn't even try to justify it and say, Oh well, you know, you can't help who you love. Like certain things is just so clear. But it goes to show you who's running the country right now. People who are into that. People who have been doing it for a long time. Who now are just saying, like, you know what? Let's just make it legal. God is the truth. That's disgusting. That's true. The devil was a lie. And I think that's that's the reason why we as Christians, we have to vocalize, you know, being against things. You know what I'm saying? Being against injustice. Being against Trumpism. Being against um, white supremacy. And also being against, you know, gay marriage. 
um, it is what it is. And also BCS, because people are into animals too. Yeah, yes, to truth, you know? The biggest lie that the devil was able to convince men is that he didn't exist. People try to make it seem like God does not exist. Why do people want so bad for other people to believe that God don't exist? Because if you take away God, there's no need for the devil. So therefore, oh, there's no God. So therefore, there's no devil. So therefore, evil could run rapid. Like it's running rapid right exactly. now. Exactly. We have the end times. True. True. Wow. I, I agree. Because whenever do you hear them talk about the, the devil on TV? Think about it. I mean, no, at the same time, there's a show that's out called Lucifer. Facts. Yeah, so where they make fun of it. But I'm talking about like on the news and, and like on shows, whatever these people like, yo, don't do that, that's evil, or that's the devil. They don't talk about the devil, but every chance they get, they downplay God. That's so true. Yeah. That's real, that's real. That's true. I mean, at the same time, by some of our lifestyle, as Christians, we downplay God as well. Mm. So, you know, we, we can't, I, I think we gave the world a license to make fun of God. I think I think Christians, the way Christians were back then, they, the Christians today are not like the Christians back then. They have no backbone. The Christians back then were willing to be martyred. Christians back then was willing to die. Yeah, they have no backbone. They were willing to be set on fire. They went to war. The Crusades were wars. Well, yeah. other wars. Wars based on religion. People died for their religious freedoms. People died for, for saying that they believe in God. Nowadays, people are scared to say that. Oh, I'm a Christian. Oh, I'm an Adventist. Oh, yeah, I keep the Sabbath. Yeah, I believe in God. Because sometimes you tell somebody that that you believe in God, that's stupid to believe in God. If somebody if somebody willing to die for something, that means their conviction was really from the heart. That's right. You know, um, a lot of times if we say one thing and we're like, you know, we're we're peddling back on what we said, it's because like the conviction is not really grounded in us, really. So ultimately, like you know, when when you when, when sometimes we put ourselves out there, and when when I was watching um, um, preachers of L.A. or something like that, or whatever you call that thing, and you see their behavior and stuff like that, and it kind of sheds a bad light on Christians because you're you're saying like, okay, well I could do this and still be okay, and, you know, I could I could live this lifestyle and still be okay. I could have I don't have to be married. I could have. You know, uh, baby moms and stuff like that still be okay, you know, and still lead a flock. And still be, a sh you know, I understand we all have our downfalls and stuff like that, but at the same time, there's a certain um, expectation, I want to say, that you have for your pastor, the one that's leading the flock. Because if you're telling us to, if you tell us to do as you say, but not as I do, it's like hard to really follow you at the end of the day. But why, why am I following you? Because the music is good? Because you're singing? Because you you look very handsome or pretty, whatever the case may be. You know what I'm saying? Oh, you got this. You got this car. You got these uh, material things. You know what I'm saying? So it's like ultimately, um, you know, we, we put ourselves out there to be ridiculed and laughed at by certain things. Because we're not, you're saying because we're not consistent in what we're Correct. saying. Correct. We're not serious. Yeah, like the, the convictions may not be there for us. But I think we're not serious about life. As a people, and and I say as black people, I think that's why we have a history of being taken advantage of because we don't trust each other, we don't trust in our Lord, we didn't keep the covenant, we lost ourselves, we got turned back into bondage, and now we're stuck in this situation. I agree. Very similar. I agree. But I have fun here, man. I have fun here. Uh, it was definitely an honor for me to be here. I don't know how much time we have left. No, we, we pretty much, pretty much almost done. Oh, okay. I don't know.
My closing thoughts. We spoke about a lot of different things. I mean, um, yeah, being here was completely different than what I expected. And <laughs> I don't know. It was, it was it was good. It was interesting. We. Um, I think it's good that you guys, you know, started this. And although I don't know, I just see it growing and getting bigger and better. So, like he said, I'm honored that you guys asked me to be here. And yeah. And we support you 100% what you're doing. Definitely give me your um, YouTube channel. We're gonna make sure that everybody. So my my YouTube channel yes. is Surviving Adulthood, and um, if you type that in on YouTube, I'm probably the second person that you'll see like you'll see my actual thing yes. so go ahead and subscribe it's free everybody so, subscribe to my sister go ahead yes and subscribe. Subscribe. I'm gonna subscribe no time for hate and spread love right now surviving adulthood surviving adulthood. surviving adulthood yes we support you the real world support you I want you to come back again and we're gonna make it happen my man caleb yeah yo uh First, I want to say, you know, congratulations to you guys on the 21st. This is the yeah, 21st episode. Um, you know, you guys are doing your thing. Um, I, you know, continue to stay positive, continue to remain focused. Um, the goal for this is just to maintain positivity in our community yes. and beyond. So you never know what lives this might this may touch. And at the same time, you may network with other people that may be able to join your show and provide another element to this particular platform. Um, I want to say um, today it was very, um, very interesting. I I enjoyed it. It's definitely different. It's definitely my first time. And he and he, and he ripped it. Uh, I don't want to say that. It. But yeah, it wasn't my first time Modest. doing this. I'm not a I'm not a big talker, but um, this is definitely cool. And um, I wish you guys the best. And as you guys continue to progress, wish you guys the best. All day, Hebron, stand up. You know we love you. Um, basically, I just wanted to say this. Um, and at the same time, hold on. You got to support these brothers, man. Um, they have a GoFundMe account. You know, try our best. This costs money. So exactly. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to back up my word. I'm going to try to support you guys. Um, this Friday, when that, when, that, when that money hit it to the account, I'm, I'm going to hit y'all off with a little something, too. So um, definitely continue to support these guys. These guys are doing a, a great thing. And, um, you know, continue to pray for these guys as well, too. You know, at the same time, when the devil sees something positive going forward, yeah. he try to get between and mess that guys up. So keep the bond together. Don't let nothing separate you guys. Always stay prayed up. And um, this is the real world, man. Definitely. Just wanted to make a quick announcement before I pass it to my man, Ricard. This Wednesday, we're going to give out free Metro cards to the people of the community. Crown Heights, Brooklyn, for those who are interested, inbox myself or inbox Ricard. Also, too, my man, Pharrell. Not Pharrell from... Uh, um, that the producer from from from, from, the, from uh, Mid Hudson, he's given twenty five turkeys. We want people to match that. Yo guys, step up your game. If you give them twenty five, I need somebody to get five. I need somebody to give another five. I see all y'all was talking about. Oh look at all these diapers they gave out. Everybody showed up to pick up diapers, but it wasn't that much people that donated. True. This is the thing. Y'all already for handouts. Y'all already to pick up, but y'all gotta contribute. That's contribute. It's, it's, it's two young black men doing this for the community, doing it for the people. Yes. And you guys backing us. If you guys could back us and you see how much we did so far, and we was true to every word that we put out, because yes. it was the real word, and we have kept it real with you guys. 
please donate the turkeys. It's not for us. It's for the hungry. It's for the needy. And it's to support the community and people of the world. If you're saying that you're a Christian, if you're saying that you believe in God, then support your fellow man because real life ministry is the best type of ministry. Yes, yes. Love you guys. We support you guys. We appreciate you guys. We thank our hosts for coming. Two wonderful, amazing king and queen. Much love. Yeah, guys. So at the end of the day, like, I just need you guys to donate to the GoFundMe. The link is going to be in the description. Continue to support Brother Sanders. Continue to support Sister Rose. Continue to support Caleb. Shout out to the Little Circle Church. Shout out to Hebron Church. Shout out to Jordan River. You want to shout out your church? Shout out to O-Rev. in the house. Okay, okay. And shout out to everyone that's making a difference. Remember, you can make a difference too. We started this show in June 2017. It's only been five months and we're already on TV. So this is a living testament to God's glory. Keep on you. On this show. And we use Keep every single you. youth and we give a platform to all the youth who have something to say. Nobody exactly. else is doing this and we fill that void. If you have skill, if you have talent, and you have love for your fellow man, you can do everything, anything. Support each other because everybody next to you and everybody behind you and everybody in front of you is an asset to, to you and the asset to the world and we can make the world a better place. To close out for the 21st episode, we like, one of you guys pray, one of pray. Short and sweet and spicy. Alright, um, before we pray, we're just going to say, there's two shout outs if I can. Of course, go ahead. Right, my sister, Keisha, she makes cupcakes, they're amazing cupcakes. Next Word? time, I'm up here, I'm definitely going to bring some for you guys. Yes. Um, check her out. She, her name is Keisha Channa. Um, also, my brother-in-law, he is a realtor. Vladimir Charles Pierre, support him. We support, support you, our Vlad. community. And um, with that being said, support Hebron too. You know what we do in our mission. Um, look, look out, look out for Hebron Instagram. Yes. Hebron um, Facebook. Yes. Uh, to see if any programs that we have coming yes. up. Yes. Uh, 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 if you shout out now, that means you got to pray. You got last shout out. Uh, uh, Shout out to Brian. He knows my sister's I got so many. Shout out to the world. The whole world. The whole Charles clan. You know what I'm saying? Yes, Shout out. All right, let us, let us pray. Heavenly yes. Father, just want to thank you for just a wonderful evening tonight. Uh, we thank you for allowing us to come together and just to talk and just to um, share words of wisdom in regards to finances, in regards to how we should um, maintain ourselves when we go to church and when we just conduct ourselves outside of um, your your church and in the, in the world there, God. I pray that you allow this ministry um, the real word to go um, above and beyond what these brothers could ever expect, their God. Continue to bless them. Continue to provide financial assistance to them so that they may continue to grow and may continue to do your word. To share the gospel to all the world and to feed those who are in need. This is my prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Subscribe to the channel. Donate to the GoFundMe. Big up yourself. And we'll see you next week. Do some